the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for listening in. When we sincerely turn our lives over to God, our goal is to obediently live for Him until He calls us home. Some, however, turn away from God as if they never knew Him. How can that be? God's Word has the answer. The Bible tells us that there are some who call themselves Christians, yet they are not a part of the family of God because though they appeared to be with us, they were not truly among us because they denied that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Heaven forbid! Have Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander teaches us. This is an expression of pride and rebellion. It is an expression. The way of Cain is is an expression of pride and rebellion. You see, Cain was religious without a relationship with God. And that's what we're talking about. You can be religious and don't know Christ. His offering, Cain's offering was unacceptable and therefore rejected by God because it was not offered in a way God prescribed. God doesn't take uh, offerings any kind of way. And today, those who reject God's offer of forgiveness through Jesus Christ have also gone the way of Cain. If you're trying to come to Christ through religion or good works, uh, coming through any other way, uh, you have gone the way of Cain. Those who say they know him, but live like the devil and denounce him and walk away from the church and now they are anti-church, anti-Christ. They have gone the way of Cain. Genesis chapter 4 verses 3 through 5 says, In the course of time Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground and Abel also brought of the first fruit of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel's, for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry and his face fell. He's mad. And all he had to do was just do what God say do. Let me tell you something about this. Uh, everything we attempt to offer God will be rejected until we surrender in total obedience to Jesus Christ, honoring him with the first and the best. Everything we attempt to offer God will be rejected until we first, what? Surrender to God in total obedience to Jesus Christ, honoring him with the first and the best. That's the way you honor God. You honor God. And if you don't, if you, if you go in a way that God has not prescribed, then you have gone the way of Cain. Are y'all hanging with me? Okay. Now look at the era of Balaam. This is the second personality in verse 11, the era of Balaam. You see, Balak, you say, who is Balak? He was the king of Moab. He hired Balaam 
to curse Israel with the intent to lure Israel into idolatry, which will result in judgment from God. And Israel was totally, they had no idea of what was going on against them. And yet God was protecting his people when they didn't realize they were being protected. Now that's an awesome thing. Today, many who claim to be Christians are deceived and lured away by Satan and false teachers through deception and covetousness. God was protecting Israel when Israel did not know it. How many of you know you've been protected when God has been protecting you when you didn't realize you were going to be protected? Amen. How many of you had near misses? And how many of you had things that could have happened? And how many of you could have been caught when you didn't get caught? And all these things and, and God just put up with your foolishness and didn't wipe you out when you could have been wiped out. When I think about my past sins in light of what I am today, I heard I hold my hand up and say, Thank you for not giving me what I deserve. Thank you for not, thank you for your patience and your grace. And, and God is taking care of me when the enemy is plotting against me. He is Balak plotting against Israel. Yeah. So to, to, to have a curse. And you'll see that in Numbers chapter 22, verses 5 and 6. It says, then he sent messengers to Balaam, the son of Beor, at Bethor which is near the river in the land of the sons of his people to call him saying, look, a people has come from Egypt. See, they cover the face of the earth and are settling next to me. Therefore, please come at once. Curse the people for me. Look at Balak. Curse these people for me. Israel don't even realize what's going on. For they are too mighty for me. You know, he couldn't deal with them. Perhaps I shall be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land. For I know that he whom you bless is blessed and he whom you cursed is cursed. However, God intervened and foiled the scheme devised against Israel by turning the curses of Balaam into blessings. For it says in Numbers 23, 11 through 12, then Balak said to Balaam, what have you done? You know, in other words, instead of cursing him, God moved on him and he ended up blessing Israel. So Balaam, King Balaam is mad now. He said, now Balaam, I I hired you to curse him and you're blessing him. What have you done, man, to me? I took you to curse my enemies and look, you have blessed them bountifully. In other words, you make me sick. They bless. I'm trying to hurt them and you blessing them. And you know what? Sometimes folks think they're trying to hurt you. And and, and you know what? They just set you up for a bigger blessing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? They're trying to get you like they think you get you. And all of a sudden, God gives them an uppercut and puts you in a place of blessing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, 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 Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. They can't get you like they want to get you because God won't let them get you like they really want to get you because God's got his hands on you. Oh, God. It's good to know the Lord. It's good to know the Lord. Verse 12, and he answered and said, must I take heed to speak? This is how Balaam responds. Must, he answered, must I take heed to speak what the Lord has put in my mouth? 
He said, I can't help myself. This is what this is. This is God's doing. It's God's doing. This is bigger than me, Balak. Balak. <laughs> when God get a hold of me, I can only do what he says. False teachers are likened to Balaam in that they peddle, market, or exploit their ministry just for the purpose of making money. False teachers focus more on how they can pad their pockets instead of soul winning and discipleship for the cause of Christ. You see, false teachers and apostate prophets and pastors, they have a heart and love for money, but not people. They're in it for what they can get. They are what you call hirelings. Ooh, that gets deeper. Let me, get, let me tell you something. Micah chapter 3 verse 11 says, his head gives judgment for pride. Look what this says. It's priests teach for price. It's prophets practice divination for money. Yet they lean on the Lord and say, is not the Lord in the midst of us? No disaster shall come upon us. They are deceived. First Timothy 6.10, chapter 6, verse 10 says, First Timothy, First Timothy 6.10 says, For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. It's in it for what they can get. In it for money. First Peter chapter 5, verses 2 and 3 dealing with pastors and shepherds and so forth and elders and all. It says, look what, it, look what Peter says to the, to the, to the, to the flock. He said, to, to the leaders, shepherd the flock of God, which is among you. That's my calling. Serving as overseers, not by con- composure, compulsion, dictatorship and all that, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly. You know, shepherd the flock of God. That's big, y'all. Do you realize I don't come to you with any strings attached? I don't come with you. I I never come to you. I've been pastoring this church for 21 years since its inception. And I I don't get you in Amway. I don't get you in some kind of shoe sale, money sale. I don't, I don't put vitamins on you so I can use you as a platform to pad my pocket. You're not going to be mad at me because your stuff didn't go, your product didn't go right. What you just say, man? I, I, I don't want that from you. Only thing you owe me is love. The only thing I owe you is love. And I want, to, I want to be your pastor. I'm not, I, listen, God, take, God will take care of me. And it's not, about, it's not about the padding of pockets and running here and running there. And these people got these high price tags and they cost an arm and a leg as if they created the gospel. Look how quiet it's getting. I don't care. You can go up by radio, television. I'm going to just tell the truth. I'm leery of pastors to try to get folk in these programs. Well, it's going to help everybody. But when you turn them, when all said and done, their pockets are fat. And they're more concerned about the people. I mean, about the money than the people. Amen? Amen. Now, you ought to take care of your pastor. 
That's the other side. Some people think uh, if, if make him as poor as he can be so he can pray more. <laughs> That's the other side. You know, <laughs> we think spiritual uh, poverty means spirituality. You know, if you, you can buy whatever car you want, but let me buy it and tithes and offerings dry up. That's why I only go to a certain level. Not that I can't buy a certain car, but I will myself to buy a conservative car that's more who I am and line up. So people can't say, I don't want no wheels on my car that's spinning when I'm stopping. <laughs> Won't y'all just say amen? It's stop. Look at Pastor Draper. Boy, look at, boy. <laughs> Man, I ain't your sugar daddy. <laughs> I want to look like a preacher. I want to dress like a preacher. I want to drive like a preacher. Some people say, you wear conservative clothes. Good. Because I just want you to see Jesus. Let me tell you an illustration. I said it the other day. There was a time I wanted to strip myself so bad of everything. When I come before God. Y'all hang on. Uh, and so I, 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 I said, you know what, Lord? I, I don't even want my rings on. I'm going to just take all that off. And I, I, well, that was the time I, I, I took all my rings off because I just wanted to just strip myself as I preach. I didn't want, and so I, well, that was the time for a few weeks I was preaching with no rings on. One member said, well, pastor, where's your wedding band? You know, I said, is that home? You know, and they said, oh, is something wrong? <laughs> something wrong. I said, <laughs> I said, no, in the room, I was just trying to strip myself because I just want to, I just want to come before God and I just want folk to see Jesus. And that's all that person, but you know what? That convicted me. I went on and just put this one, I have another ring, but I just put this one on and that's all I'm going to wear because, uh, I don't want folk to get the wrong message. So I wear this ring for your sake. But I, I, the, the ministry is not glamorous. You know, people want, it appears to be glamorous. But you didn't see me when I came in on a U-Haul truck. And when I left, my wife left the law firm and I left school teaching. And we had two babies and we sold a house off of the, off of the, off of the lake. And we moved and sold everything. Used our retirement to get us here. We, for, for years, we didn't even have a retirement. And we gave it all up. And then there's another time I was out of church and I was back on the streets. And my relatives had to give me love offering to help sustain me. Went back into the school system because when my babies cried, they needed something to eat. You don't know about that. You don't know about that. You don't know about the struggles when we had to put the garden in the backyard. Brother Green wouldn't know about it. When we didn't have much, when we had a family of four living on $1,600 a month, $400 a week for a family of four. And we sacrificed ourselves. A lot of times people see where you are, but they don't know where you started. If you think you want to get in this business because it's glamorous, you better go back and look at the report. <laughs> History says Isaiah was sawed half in two. The Bible says Jeremiah was put in the pit. The Bible says uh, 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 John the Baptist was beheaded. Uh, the history says that Peter said, don't crucify me like my master. Crucify me upside down. This is the way of the cross. 
You get cussed out, mad at, frowned at, plotted against because of the truth of God's word. Being in the ministry is not easy. And I tell you what, I'll take my coat off if you want to see them. I got my battle scars. I've been bruised. I've been hurt. I've been talked about. I've been scorned. I've been blackballed in the community. I've had it all. Long as I had King Jesus. It was enough. Now look what the Lord has brought me. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. They divine for pay. Now all that was on Balaam. Let me move on. Oh God. Uh, uh, now, now let's look at the rebellion of Korah. I think this is about all you can handle. I thought I could do, uh, uh, let's just do Korah and then we'll be done. The rebellion of Korah. Korah was, Korah and his followers usurped the authority of Moses and were judged because they rebelled against Moses who was ordained and appointed by God to be leader and mediator to speak for God amidst his people. Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, along with 250 followers, died a violent death because of their sin and rebellion. And this will also be the fate of apostates who undermine the authority that God has placed in his church. In Numbers chapter 16, verse 3, and then verses 32 through 35, it says, they gather together against Moses. This is God. Who put Moses over Israel? God. He was God's appointed leader. He was anointed by God to lead these people, just like I am to lead you today. They gathered together against Moses and Aaron and said to them, look, look, look at the congregation, look at these leaders, so-called apostates. You take too much upon yourselves, Moses and Aaron, for all the congregation is holy. In other words, you just think you holy. You ain't holy by yourself. They, oh, they were getting smart. Every one of them, and, and the Lord is among them. Look what they said. Why, why then do you exalt yourself, Moses and Aaron, above the assembly of the Lord? And, and look, whoo, look what God does in verse 32. And the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up. That's why it's dangerous to complain and be negative. With their households. Look, their household. Listen, your sins affect your whole house. Your rebellion can cause your whole house to sink. Look what happened. The whole house sunk. Look, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up. And with their household and all the men of Korah with all their goods. So they and all those with them went down alive into the pit, swallowed them up alive. The earth closed over them and they perished from among the assembly. Wow. Verse 34. Then all of Israel who were around them, oh, they fled. That's their cry. Can you imagine the cries of those babies and those children and the ones that was speaking against them? Oh, oh God, I'm sorry. It's too late. It says, then all Israel who were around them fled at their cry. 
For they said, lest the earth swallow us up also. In other words, they said, if we don't get out the way, we're going to get it too. Verse 35. Not only he swallowed them up, and fire came out from the Lord and consumed the 250 men who were offering incense. Beloved, the same God who judged rebellion in the camp of Israel will judge rebellion of those who seek to undermine the leadership in the church. The same God who brought judgment then is the same God who will chasten right now. Watch what you say against God's speakers and against the leadership of the church. Watch your attitude and what you do lest you stand before God in tremendous judgment. False teachers are deadly, disastrous, and dangerous. And it's too late in the evening for us to be suckered up. In closing, I want to share the highlights from a CNN article entitled, Planes Recorders May Never Be Found. French officials who said, there is now no hope that anyone survived the crash of an Air France jet that plunged into the Atlantic, said they may never find the doomed jet's flight data recorder. The Airbus 330, with 216 passengers and 12 crew members on board, disappeared from radar screens. Some three hours after it took off from Rio de Janeiro in Brazil en route to Paris, France. A memorial for the victims on flight AF-447, which included 61 people from France, 58 Brazilians, 26 Germans, and people from 29 other countries will take place at Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. Brazil's declared three days of mourning. Beloved, for the people on this failed flight, death came suddenly. It came unexpectedly. Death did not care about their race. Death didn't care about how much or how little money they had. And death didn't care about their plans once they had reached their destination. And that plane dropped in the ocean and waters some 18,000 feet deep. The only thing that mattered on that plane was were they in Christ or out? Wasn't about the Blackberry. Wasn't about the internet. Wasn't about meeting their wives at the other side. It wasn't about that business adventure. All of it was instantly preempted. And death came suddenly, unexpectedly. And all that mattered was were they in Christ or out? Were they saved? Lost. Were they going to heaven? Were they going to hell? How many of y'all been on a plane before? Raise your hand. 
Okay, thank you. That's almost everybody in here. Listen, if you were on that plane, let's substitute ourselves there. Which category would you have been in? Which category would you have been in? You say, but I, I don't fly. All right, let's get down to your level. You going up on a skyscraper and you on the 54th floor and then all of a sudden the car breaks and it drops at a blazing speed and crashes on that elevator. Are you in Christ or out? Or you say, well, I'm not, I don't go in elevators. Okay, you, how many of y'all got a car? Raise your hands. Okay, I'm going to get you somewhere. If you car and you get on 1604 in an 18-wheeler, the, the man tired and he falls asleep and he moves over into your lane and crashes and, and, and all of a sudden your car dis, dis, uh, uh, ends up in flames in that burning wreckage of a car. Are you in Christ or out? And that's why Jude is speaking today. We don't have time to be playing. And we don't have time to be led astray. And we don't have time to be wandering and, uh, and, and wavering all over the place. We need to know our position and hold our position to the glory of God. And all God's children say it. We must study, meditate, and obey the word of God daily, lest we fall. The tendency to stray away from God doesn't stop us here on earth. The Bible tells us that God's judgment also fell upon fallen angels. In other words, no one is exempt. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210 210- Maranatha Bible Church is located directly at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.